0: What? College matters. What? College, College matters. matters. Really?
1: For sure. College matters.
0: Alma matters. matters. I
1: remember specifically my freshman year, we were playing at the University of Cincinnati and I, my shoulder was hurting pretty bad. And I went to the athletic trainer and said, hey, can you, you know, maybe stretch me out or throw a cup on it or something? And he said, yeah. And I said, you know, Cody? Um, when I signed up for this, I thought, I thought it'd be a lot of fun, but I didn't think I'd be in pain every day. Uh-huh. So
0: <laughs> that is Ian Cleary, who's pursuing a bachelor's degree in biomedical sciences at Oakland University Honors College in Michigan. Hello, I'm your host, Venkatraman. Traman. In high school. Ian was deep into math, science, and technology. He did AP courses and also engaged in creative and research projects. He was a member of the school's baseball varsity team. And when time came for college, he was thinking sports medicine. Ian joins us on our podcast to share his undergraduate honors college journey at Oakland University about being a student athlete, his undergraduate research experiences, and his advice for college-bound students. Now, before we jump into the podcast, here are the high fives, five highlights from the podcast.
1: Freshman year, first semester, they stick you in a class with about 100 other students. Mm -hmm. in the honors college and they split you into small groups and from there you can uh really build great friendships from that and learn a lot and Mm -hmm. sort of discover yourself as a first semester freshman in college which is something that can be difficult to do for a lot of students Mm -hmm. transition was interesting Mm -hmm. uh first couple first couple days i didn't really you sort of don't know what to do with yourself once your parents drop you off and you they leave and you're like okay well you're staring at your roommate you're like all right now what uh, yeah but um, once once classes get going everything's sort of okay and mm-hmm. the classes for the Honors college are not necessarily things like honors calculus or honors biochemistry honors physics that are mm-hmm. more uh, exploratory or explorative and creative mm-hmm so every every semester, they come out with a list of classes, and you can sort of pick and choose what you want to do. They got me into the uh, Summer Undergraduate Research Program, mm-hmm. which is a part of the American Heart Association.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I did research in the summer of 2021 mm-hmm. as a member of that, and I at the end, I did a presentation and submitted an abstract based off my research. Mm-hmm. And uh, was able to continue that, and I'm now on the stage of writing my honors thesis. I think the most important fact is that you need to be somewhere where you're comfortable. Yeah. So, for me, that was somewhere closer to home. You know, not a not a school with 50,000 kids, but a school with 20,000 kids.
0: These were the high fives brought to you by College Matters Alma Matters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I'm sure you want to hear the entire podcast with Ian. So, without further ado, here is Ian Cleary. So, if you're ready, uh, we can jump right in. Sure.
1: So, I can start a little bit about who I am and how I got here. I'm um, Ian Cleary. Sure. I'm a biomedical sciences student at Oakland University. I'm a presidential scholar for the Honors College, and I play baseball on the baseball team here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so a little bit about how I got to Oakland. Um, I was looking for a place in high school that had good financial aid, was close to home, uh, good science programs, mm-hmm. and uh, potentially an Honors College opportunity. And mm-hmm. I found that in Oakland. I got a, a really good scholarship I'm a as I said, I was a presidential scholar, so that means mm-hmm. my tuition is covered by the school. Mm-hmm. And a part of being a presidential scholar is being a part of the Honors College
2: mm-hmm. and
1: representing the Honors College and what it means to be an honors student. Mm-hmm. So the Honors College at Oakland, a little bit of uh, what it offers me is... Um, uh, a chance to live on campus in the honors dorms, first and foremost. If you're a member of mm-hmm. the honors college, you can live in Oakview Hall,
2: mm-hmm. something
1: that not every student has the capability of doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also puts you in a great spot for things like professional development and resume building. They help a lot with that. They have great advisors for that. That's mm-hmm. actually a part of the Presidential Scholar Medallion program. Mm-hmm. So they sort of guide you through that process of building a resume and having a professional development plan and things like that. And then they also offer uh, various classes. So Mm
2: -hmm.
1: freshman year, first semester, they stick you in a class with about 100 other students Mm -hmm. in the Honors College and they split you into small groups. And from there, you can uh, really build great friendships from that and learn a lot and Mm -hmm. sort of discover yourself as a first semester freshman in college, which is something that can be difficult to do for a lot of students. So that's a... They start you off very well there.
0: Tell us a little bit about your high school. What kind of interest did you have and um, what kind of courses were you into and what did you do outside of class?
1: Sure. So in high school, I attended uh, Henry Ford II High School in Utica, Michigan, and
0: mm-hmm. I was also
1: in the Utica Center for Math, Science, and Technology. So mm-hmm. I spent half of my day at the MST program and half of my day at my home school. Mm-hmm. So, a a little bit unique there as well. Um, The MST program, we spent three hours there. There were 90 of us in my class. Mm -hmm. Um, We did all of our our math and science and computer classes there. So, we did. Mm -hmm. Um, They loaded us with a bunch of AP classes right away. Mm -hmm. Uh, AP biology, physics, chemistry,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um, computer science, which is something that's growing a lot in high school. And I think we were sort of some of the first ones to really dive into that and i thought Mm -hmm. that was really cool that's a cool opportunity for a lot of high schoolers now
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and they also um they push us into some more uh creative and explorative projects so we do um we do a little bit with robots we do some some pretty in-depth science work we do a little bit of uh some of what I do in my undergraduate research today, we, do a, we touch a little bit on it at the MST. Mm-hmm. So beyond that, um, I played baseball for the high school. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in the spring. I was a member of the varsity team for three years. I started for three years, and I was a captain my senior year. Mm-hmm. And my interest since high school and still now is sort of sports medicine and athletic medicine,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which we can get into in a little bit. Sure of sure. where that will take me. But that's kind of where, where my head lied in high school and kind of where I wanted to go.
0: When you applied to uh, Oakland, did you intend to uh, apply for the Honors College? Is that, was that part of your plan or is that something that happened?
1: No, that, that was part of the plan. So, okay. so when you apply to Oakland, they send you an invitation to apply for the Honors College as well.
0: Okay. And
1: um, I think the requirement at the time was a 3.5 GPA and some sort of SAT or ACT score. And I, I fit those requirements. So I mm-hmm. set my application in for that. And okay. it, it's open to all students, actually, if you have the minimum requirements. And I'm pretty sure if you apply, most students get in to the Honors College and have the ability to be a part of it. <laughs>
0: So tell us a little bit about your transition to college. I mean, how was coming from high school to Oakland? Yeah. So so Oakland's local for me. I live
1: in Macomb, Michigan, and Oakland is in Rochester, Michigan. It's twenty mm-hmm. minutes away from my home.
0: Mm-hmm. But I
1: uh, I made the decision to live on campus because I wanted to get the full experience of being at school, and, mm-hmm. uh, having a roommate, and going to dinner in the in the dining hall and all that stuff, and walking to mm-hmm. class in the winter, all that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, transition was interesting. Mhm.
2: Uh,
1: first couple, first couple days, I didn't really. You sort of don't know what to do with yourself once your parents <laughs> drop you off and you, they leave and you're like, okay, well, you're staring at your roommate. You're like, all right, now what? <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, once once classes get going, everything's sort of okay, and especially with the honors college class, they have you take freshman year, it they kind of build in some friends into your first semester that really help you out. Mm-hmm. And that's always great. Um, interesting story for me. Yeah. Um, I mentioned I played baseball for Oakland. Yeah. That wasn't my intention coming to school.
2: Mm-hmm. I didn't
1: come to, I didn't come to Oakland to play baseball. I was not supposed to play baseball. I figured, um, I didn't get the opportunities I wanted out of high school. So let me just go to school and maybe I'll play some intramural sports or yeah. club sports or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I played club baseball for two or three weeks, and yes. I decided that uh, it, it's great. I love the people on the club team; they were great to me, but it just didn't fulfill what I was looking for. So I, I came to the coach's office for our Division One team, and I gave him a resume and a cover letter and some references, and I said, "Hey, I want to, I want to play for you." Mm-hmm. He offered me a tryout a couple weeks later, and I made the team. Awesome. That's kind of where. My transition shifted a little bit from yeah. very school-based, what do I do with my time, to uh, everything is pretty scheduled and structured for me from there on out.
0: Now, how did you find the academics? I mean, was it compared, I mean, obviously it was a step up from high school.
1: Um, so that's a little, that's interesting. The, it's a different feel for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, coming from the MST program I feel like they did a great job of preparing not only me but everyone else in our class for kind of what college classes are like Mm -hmm. but in high school it felt like every day I went home I had five or six subjects of homework for five hours a night whereas in college you go to class uh, two or three times a week you have homework assignments that are due three weeks out two weeks out a month out stuff like that so it's it's different I would say the workload can be as much as high school mostly more than high school some classes less Mm -hmm. depending on kind of what areas you're in yeah but I I I feel like I like the structure better because it's not every night I come home I have to I have to do five subjects worth of work it Mm -hmm. might be I work on uh, biochemistry for three hours or physics for an hour and you know I it's sort of it sort of feels a little bit more spread out for me, and
0: I like that about it. Now, how, uh, how have your peers and classmates been?
1: Really good. So I'm in uh, the biomedical sciences major, and we're, yeah. there are some of them that are, people are pretty tight together, and there's about 40 of us in our graduating class, so at this point, we're all taking uh, biomedical science-only classes. Mm-hmm. And I know it, at some schools, it feels like uh, you're competing against the person next to you for spot in graduate programs and medical colleges and things like that. But mm-hmm. I feel like at, at Oakland, where it feels like everyone's pulling in the same direction. Mm. And if you need help, everyone knows where to go. There's We've had great TAs for mm-hmm. some of our classes that teach, uh, do like supplemental instruction and stuff. And so they've taken the classes and they have great resources to help us out. And I feel like I feel like everyone's here to help each other out at Oakland, and it's a it's a great community.
0: How about the teaching? How are the professors and the teaching? What what kind of are these seminar style classes in the honors college, or is it a combination? How's
1: the the classes for the honors college are not necessarily things like honors calculus or honors biochemistry, honors physics, that are mm-hmm. more uh, exploratory or explorative and creative.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So every, every semester they come out with a list of classes and you can sort of pick and choose what you want to do. You're required mm-hmm. to do uh, four total classes in your four years, uh, mm-hmm. one of which is baked into the first semester of your fall.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the, the other three are things that cover the university's general education requirements, so We have uh, Western civilization requirements, writing intensive requirements, things like that. And the Mm -hmm. honors college classes are able to fulfill those requirements, which is great. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess I can talk about a couple of the classes I've taken uh, specifically with Professor Susan Beckwith. Mm -hmm. Uh, This past semester, I had a class with her called Time Streams, Mm -hmm. and it was uh, three days a week. We met mm-hmm. in person on Monday and Wednesday, and then on Friday we would do a little writing assignment or a forum that we would post online. So in that class, we explored ideas in time and how um, our experiences in time mm-hmm. relate to other things, and how those uh, experiences can alter our perception of time, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a pretty creative and explorative class, and yeah. then. Um, we do. We did a couple assignments to show, um, show our, sort of our proficiency in what we discussed in class mm-hmm. and things like that. Another class I had with her was based around a book called um, – oh, I'm forgetting the name. Anyways, the the class was called Deconstructing Cybertext, mm-hmm. and the book is called The House of Leaves. Mm. And it's an, it's an interesting book, and what we pretty much did in this class was we would read um, – some of the book, whether it was 50 pages, two chapters, a chapter, um, uh-huh. we would sort of shoot, allowed us that autonomy to choose how much we wanted to read each day. Yeah. And we would come to class and discuss the book. And then same deal on Friday, we would uh, do some writing assignments, things like that. Mm-hmm. So what's great about the honors college classes is they allow you to explore things you're interested in. hmm So if you see something on the list of the classes and you you really want to explore that topic, you're allowed to do that. And um, instead of having to take, you know, a a regular general education requirement for the university, you can sort of dive into a topic that you like and um, really go for it in that sense. And a lot of the professors in the honors college really want you to dive in and take deep Mm -hmm. looks and sort of be more creative in your writing and in your class discussions and stuff like that without sort of the, some of the penalties we see in some regular classes if you want to kind of go off, off topic or off the book.
0: Now, did you um, start doing research as well during your time there? I
1: okay. do, yes, I do. I do undergraduate research for the Washington Laboratory in the Biological Sciences Department.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So tell us us a little bit about that, uh, how you got into research.
1: Sure. So I got into it through um, one of my professors in biology. She taught my genetics class and um, I came to her and said, hey, I kind of want to get into research. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what I'm interested in or any of that, but I just kind of want to dive in and see what I can see what I can do and see if I like anything. Mm -hmm. And She said, "Okay, great. Let me let me talk to this TA I have. She's part of a lab that's just coming to Oakland, and let's see if we can get you in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So she, she talked to her, and um, I had a meeting with the principal investigator over Zoom because mm-hmm. he was still in, at the University of Puerto Rico at the time. They, uh-huh. they were in the process of moving to Oakland. And he said, sure, let's take him on. And then um, they got me into the uh, summer undergraduate research program Mm -hmm. which is a part of the American Heart Association. Mm -hmm. So I did research in the summer of 2021 Mm -hmm. as a member of that. And I, at the end, I did a presentation and submitted an abstract based off my research Mm -hmm. and uh, was able to continue that. And I'm now on the stage of writing my honors thesis Mm -hmm. uh, with the experiments that I've done and, Uh, evidence that I've collected over the past uh, year and a half or so Mm -hmm. so that's great and it's um, the I guess the honors college has provided me the opportunity to sort of continue yeah and have something to work towards with the with the thesis because sort of without the thesis you're kind of doing research in order to in order to publish so you have a goal but there's not really a deadline or stuff like that but the honors college sort of gave me a path to take and say hey let's let's get you through this proposal and then let's have you do this thesis by this point. And so you're able to sort of build a, build a thesis proposal and then structure experiments around that in order to complete that within a time.
0: Hmm. Now, um, was research something that um, you had thought about in high school or is it something that, um, you got into just uh, by being in college?
1: Yeah. So, So research is sort of one of those boxes that people like to check off for uh, either graduate school or medical school. In my case, it was medical school.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so in, in high school, I, you know, I heard people do, oh, he's doing research and he's going to get published or he's doing this poster for this conference and you hear it and it's like, oh, it's great, but you don't really understand what it means. Yeah. And so as I got into college and I, sort of had these professors and they do their lectures and then they talk a little bit about how it relates to the research they do in their labs. I said, okay, maybe this is something that I should try to get into now that I understand it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And and again, even when you're on the outside looking in before you're actually into it, you don't, you don't necessarily understand what it means. But I think just diving into it and getting involved like that is a great way to get into it and I sort of found it, and I, I like it, and I like my, the people in my lab, and it's a great community, and I think it's something that a lot of people should try to get involved in if they can.
0: You know, once you started doing research, um, you know, now almost two years into it, um, what kind of skills do you think you've developed? What's the discovery of that kind being?
1: Sure, so um, I guess some skills, there's, there's hard skills and there's soft skills Mm -hmm. in science and in life. Right. So, yeah, I guess some of the hard skills I've learned, um, just various techniques. I know, uh, Western blotting and flow cytometry and, Mm -hmm. uh, PCR, which is something you hear about with, uh, Mm COVID-19, they do PCR testing. Yeah. So I sort of know, uh, how to work those and stuff like that. And then I guess perhaps more importantly are the soft skills you learn in research. Um, our lab, we have a lot of people from that come in from foreign countries. So we have people from mm-hmm. Zimbabwe and Mexico and uh, Italy and Puerto mm-hmm. Rico. Mm-hmm. So I learn a lot about uh, different cultures and stuff like that and what life is like, uh, sort of around the world.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I
1: also learn um, the varying perspectives they bring to research because everyone's a little bit different in the way they do things and. Okay especially coming from different countries, the way research is structured there is, is perhaps mm-hmm. different than here. Mm-hmm. So I learned a bit about, um, you know, some people are more protocol structured. Some people like to uh, kind of go off the protocol and not necessarily wing it, but use a little yeah. bit more intuition and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, the big thing with that is you have to learn how to work with, with other people. Yeah. And in that you, you collaborate with them and you do projects with them and you do experiments with them. And it's all, it's all going towards a common goal. And if you're, if you're not able to collaborate with people, you still struggle definitely because it's a, it's a big time commitment. So sometimes I have, um, you know, say a three hour block in a day, but my experiment takes four or five hours. Yeah. I have people that I've built trust with and I've done experiments with in the past. And I can say, Hey, this is where I'm going to get to. Can you, can you take it to the end? And they, they kind of know what I expect from them and how they can mm-hmm. help me out. And then also in return, I'm able to help them out on some of the things they're doing. Sure. sure. So, so you learn a lot of, you learn a lot of teamwork, you learn a lot of collaboration, um, things like that.
0: Let's say to your, um, being an athlete playing baseball. Um, so you're a student athlete. Um, what what is that like what are the challenges i mean obviously there's a lot of fun and pleasure you get out of it but like, tell us about the pluses and the challenges
1: yeah it's a i don't want to say it's a hard life but um <laughs> it's a it's a definitely a challenging one because there's there can be a lot of pros to it but then there's also you deal with a lot of stuff so yeah i guess the biggest thing that people people worry about coming into college athletics is the time commitment yeah which is which is a it's a concern, but it's, it's manageable. So Mm -hmm. in season, we're allowed, we do 20 hours a week of practice. So that would be for us, that's uh, four hours a day, five times Mm -hmm. a week
2: Mm -hmm.
1: out of season. We're allowed eight hours. So we Mm -hmm. do two hours a day, four times a week or an hour and a half, five times a week, something like Mm -hmm.
2: that.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, There can be a lot of sort of mental stress that comes with it because there's a lot of, um, expectation to perform and to grow and to, to be better every day and stuff like that mm-hmm. So there's a lot of challenges that come on the mental side yeah. and um, so as you there's, you'll see in the news and especially in the years in the uh, coming forward there's a lot of focus on how do we keep our athletes uh, healthy mentally and make sure they yeah. get it have the resources they need on that end. Mm-hmm. Um, some other challenges? Physical, I guess. Physical's a big one. Um, yeah. I remember specifically my freshman year, we were playing at the University of Cincinnati, and I my shoulder was hurting pretty bad, and I went to the athletic trainer and said, hey, can you, you know, maybe stretch me out or throw a cup on it or something? And he said, yeah, and I said, you know, Cody, um, when I signed up for this, I, th- I thought it'd be a lot of fun, but I didn't think I'd be in pain every day. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of there's a lot of physical that goes into it and being able to manage that and it's something that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Especially when you're not um like some people are superhuman athletes they can do whatever they want they never get sore but a lot of people a lot of people get pretty beat up. Yeah. In that sense.
0: Now, um you said time commitment. I mean, so and time management is, is has that been right has that come in the way of some courses or what you wanted to do, or you pretty much not felt any kind of um, a hindrance because of that?
1: Yeah. So I feel like I've been prepared for this pretty well, especially with my, with the MST experience in high school and also playing baseball in high school. But um, I wouldn't say it's affected my classes. I've still managed to get the grades I wanted to get. And I, Credit a lot of that to the professors I've had. Uh-huh. I've had great, great professors in my science classes. They understand uh, what the athlete schedule is like. They, um, we give them a schedule at the beginning of the semester that says, "Hey, here's when we travel. Here's when I'll be, when I'll be gone." Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll highlight the dates that are, say, exam dates, and say, "Hey, I'm going to miss an exam on this day and an exam on this day. Let's, let's work together early to see when yeah. we can." Uh, sort of figure that out and I can come into the office to take the exam. So they've been, they've been great in that sense. And I guess, um, workload is, is interesting with classes, especially in the spring when we play. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of homework, uh, on the road and, yeah. um, especially on the bus, we'll have three four hour bus rides to the hotels and stuff like that. So I can get a lot of work done there and then I get a lot of work done at the hotel. But something that, um, it's sort of interesting that you don't necessarily expect is yeah. um, going to class sort of feels like a, um, like a privilege sometimes <laughs> because I wow. miss, a, I miss a ton in the spring. I'll miss, I miss on Tuesday or Wednesday and then uh, Thursday and Friday we'll travel or we'll have home games. So I'll miss yeah. that too. So it sort of feels like, you know, I come back on Monday or Tuesday and say, Oh wow, I get to go to my physics lecture today. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, I guess one final thing is I, I have to learn a lot on my own, which is a struggle for some people, but I feel like I do a decent job at it. Yeah. And especially with the professors, if I'm stuck or something, they'll, a lot of them are open to have Zoom calls with me or a phone call that says, hey, you know, I don't really understand this or that, and they can sort of help me through it. So they've been, they've been incredible, and I'm very appreciative for that. <laughs>
0: I'm guessing that doesn't give you a whole lot of time for other campus activities or are you involved in other things as well?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm involved in a couple of things. Um, Surprise, they're through athletics, but um, there's still, it's still a chance to be a part of something. So I'm in the student athlete advisory committee. Mm -hmm. I'm also an executive board for the committee. I represent the school uh, on a conference level. So mm-hmm. I'm a part of the Horizon League Student-Athlete Advisory Committee, which is our athletic conference we compete mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, we, do, uh, we deal with a lot of sort of student-athlete experience issues, whether mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, we don't have enough time to go to the dining hall or it's not open late enough. So we bring mm-hmm. in the people in the dining hall and we say, hey, this is sort of our problems we're having. What can we do? Um, we work with um, – the people on the mental health side, we work with uh, athletic administration to make sure that we have the resources we need as athletes to succeed, and we work with uh, academic advisors to make sure that mm-hmm. um, they sort of understand what our needs are, and they can say, yeah, we can, we can do this for you, or we can work with the school on this, and things like that. So that's one way I'm involved. I'm also involved in um, Senate for Intercollegiate Athletics Committee. mm mm-hmm. So that one I, I like that one a lot it's a it's a smaller group there's about ten of us, maybe eight mm-hmm. of us
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, we meet once a month, and in that mm-hmm. one we have um, our athletic director and one of our associate athletic directors
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we meet with, uh, we meet with a couple of professors, yeah which which I think is great because it allows the professors a little bit more insight on again what we go through and sort of what our schedules are like and things like that. So, they learn about um, how our athletic medicine staff works, how our mental health, our performance psychology stuff works, how our Mm -hmm. academics are, things like that. So, I think that's great in order to get um, sort of the whole school involved in what we do.
0: So, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, You are majoring in biomedical sciences, right? Um, Yes. And... Any, I mean, give us some insight on how you came to that. How did you choose that um, major? Yeah, so in high school and sort of
1: ever since I was young, I kind of wanted to go into medicine.
0: And Mm -hmm. I found
1: athletic medicine and sports medicine in high school. And that's sort of where my path takes me. But I guess the reason for biomedical sciences over something else is that – I know that's a tough one for me is because like, why, why not just biology? Yeah. And I guess maybe the reason is that, um, we do it. We have some classes that are biomedical sciences only,
2: and they sort of
1: prepare you for more graduate style programs and medical Mm -hmm. programs. So we Mm -hmm. get things like integrated pharmacology and scientific inquiry, which study, uh, you know, medicine and then research. So it sort of allows you to go a little bit more in depth, in some mm-hmm. of the topics that you wouldn't necessarily get with a standard biology degree. And I, an, another big draw towards the BMS is, um, I don't know when I, when I was looking for a program in high school and you go on the BMS website, it says that uh, there's like a 98% success rate of the BMS students getting into graduate programs or medical colleges.
2: Okay.
1: So I mean, that's that what, was sort of another, great to me, I yeah. said, well, yeah, if it's, If it's a pretty successful program, that means that schools must see, oh, they have a a BMS degree, they're well-prepared and well-focused and they have good time management skills and things like that. So that's sort of another draw to it.
0: So you brought up sports medicine. So tell us about it. I mean, you you, um, obviously love sports. Uh, you You want to be involved in medicine or do study medicine. Seems like it makes sense for these two to come together. So tell tell yep. me a little bit
1: about that. So, um, kind of the reason I like sports medicine is um, it's the it's the classic answers. You know, you want to help people X Y Z. I want to help people get back to the activities and the sports that they love, whether it's high level athletic competition or pro competition or something like you know, walking the dog and going hiking and things like that. Sure, sure. And so. Um, sort of, sort of my interest in that is orthopedics. Yeah. So specifically sports related injuries, uh, something like, uh, ACL tear, MCL tear, elbow, Mm -hmm. shoulder, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I love, I love a lot of the athletic medicine stuff. I volunteered in our training room this summer and a little bit in the fall when I had time. Mm -hmm. So I worked one-on-one with our athletes and I was able to see them through, um, you know, some of their rehab assignments and some of their pre- and post-competition treatments. I helped them with that. Sure. And um, So that was a great experience for me because I'm able to see, you know, when an athlete gets injured on the field, um, I go see them at the doctor, and then I come back, and I, they go through the surgery, and then I'm able to see them through rehab. Mm-hmm. So that was a great experience. And it sort of gives you a wider perspective than if you just uh, shadow a physician and you just see the surgery, and then that's it. You don't see sort of what the rehab looks like and things like that.
0: No, this is, I mean, it sounds awesome. I mean, in fact, I was going to ask if you get a chance when you just said this. I mean, this was going to be the question because you are right in there and you're, yeah, you know, seeing it all around you. And so um, this is fantastic. Yeah. Tell me how Honors College is making the difference here for you.
1: Yeah. Why does the Honors College make the difference? Um, I think I, I like how close you can get with the honors college and the sort of the open mindedness they bring to, to college life and mm-hmm. things like that. They're, they're enthusiastic. I don't know if you've ever met uh, Dr. Graham Harper.
0: I've talked honors to college. him multiple times. I mean, I've done yeah. a bunch of podcasts. I've never met him in person. Though.
1: He's, he's great. He's probably one of the most enthusiastic people I've ever met. I don't, I don't know if he knows my name, but everyone in, in the school knows his name and He's a great guy, and he represents us well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they care about us a lot. It feels like, um, I mean, they built a dorm for us. We live in the dorm. Uh, they have these classes for us that can that we can take, and that's really great. And then mm-hmm. again, with the the ability to satisfy general education with the honors college classes, that's huge. And then it for, and then it pushes you into uh, something like a thesis where you can do. Undergraduate research or a creative project or literature synthesis, and pretty much whatever area you want. And I think that's, that's a huge difference that the Honors College makes over um, a non Honors College degree, is, is really the, the classes and the people and the thesis on the back end.
0: So, Ian, um, it would be great if you could, um, based on your experience, um, give some advice to high schoolers out there who may be considering college. I mean, not specifically honors college yet, but sure. um, what would you tell them? What, what kind of advice would you give them? Yeah, um, wow,
1: that's a big one kinda. <laughs> I, think, I think the most important fact is that you need to be somewhere where you're comfortable. Yeah. So for me, that was somewhere closer to home. You know not a not a school with fifty thousand kids but a school with twenty thousand kids mm-hmm. um you know i've i've been to I've toured schools that have three thousand kids I've toured schools that have fifty thousand mm-hmm. you kinda you kind of want to be at a spot that fits right for you and sort of your lifestyle if you like if you like big cities maybe you know something like Ann arbor's good or if you want something smaller and you want to be with you know small class size and things like that. Maybe something like Kettering University in Flint or Kalamazoo college and in, in mm-hmm. Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yeah. Those are smaller schools. Um, I guess make sure, make sure they have the programs you're looking for and they have the resources to support those programs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And especially if you're going into science or you think you might want to do a chemistry degree or a bio degree, make sure they have uh, decent research opportunities and, uh, mm-hmm. They they allow undergrads into research and things like that, because that can be very important. That can be the difference maker in, um, you know, whether or not you get into a good graduate program or you don't get into a graduate program.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I guess uh, campus life is important. Something. Uh, so Oakland, I feel like struggles a little bit with campus life. We have a lot of commuters. Yeah. I want to say potentially 80 percent of the population commutes to school. Mm which is great during the week, it's, it's lively. There's a lot of people in the student center, something like that. Yeah. But on the, weekends, on the weekends, we struggle a little bit because a lot of people go home. Yeah. So the, so the student center isn't as lively and there's you know, not a lot of people on campus. So I guess that's something to consider as well. That's hmm. fair. And I don't know, enjoy it. It's a classic answer, but enjoy it. It's, it, it goes by really fast. I have one semester left. Uh, my undergraduate degree and I feel like I, sometimes I feel like I got here yesterday
0: cool so Ian we're going to start to wind down here um, before we right. do that I'd love to you know have you talk about some you know memory or some interesting vignette or anecdote or something that you want to share um, yeah
2: hmm
1: well, I guess one of my favorite things is um, showing up on the first day of college. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a hard one to remember because I was so, so nervous. And when you get really nervous, you start to forget things. But um, I just remember showing up on the first day. My mom took me to the bank at school to open a credit card. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: I barely, I barely remember going to the bank because I was so nervous and I got to the room and I moved all my stuff in my room and I, had my roommate and my, all of our parents left. And we, we sat down and we just kind of looked at each other and we didn't, we didn't say much for about 20 minutes. And then he looked at me and he said, you know what, what are we doing here? I, said, I don't know. He's like, what do, What are we supposed to do now? I said, dude, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know where to go. I don't know who to talk to. So that was, that was fun. And we ended up, we have a, we have a great relationship. He's I don't live with him now. Yeah. Um, especially after, after COVID split us up that year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't live with him anymore, but I'm in contact with him all the time. He's a great friend. Um, we go out sometimes. We went to the basketball game last year. Uh, we yeah. go to meet up with friends this year. So I love, love talking about him. He's a great kid. And um, I'll always have him in my, in my life. I hope. And, that's sort of some of my, my best times have been with him and uh, what we kind of had our freshman year living in the dorm together. And I think that's, that's what a lot of people find is um, whoever they live with freshman year, whatever kind of experiences they have their first year of college, they kind of stick with them. And I think that's yeah. kind of cool. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: So Ian, um, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for sharing all the different aspects of your busy college life. Uh, You're doing a lot and uh, it's awesome. And I appreciate you taking the time during the holidays to share this with me today. Um, And I wish you all the luck. I'm sure great things to come. So we'll keep in touch and hopefully talk again, but for now take care, be safe and a happy new year.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here and I'm, I'm glad we were able to connect and talk a little bit about what goes on in college.
0: Absolutely. Take care. Yeah. everyone. Yep.
1: Thank right. you. Take care.
0: Yep. Bye. Bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed our podcast with Ian Cleary on his undergraduate journey at Oakland University Honors College. Ian's story is one of balancing his varied interests and passions and managing his time to make it all work. He plays baseball, he's a researcher, a member of the athlete advisory committees. Ian has been able to take advantage of all the opportunities that being in Oakland University Honors College offers him. He plans to pursue sports medicine that combines his love and interest for sports and science. I hope you find Ian's story inspiring and explore Oakland University Honors College for your own undergraduate pursuits. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast today. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash matters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you. College matters.
2: Alma, Alma matters. matters.